Chapter Ten of the Pharaoh and the Priest. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Pharaoh and the Priest by Boleslav Bruce. Translated by Jeremiah Curtin. Chapter Ten. The song ceased and drowned by an uproar and by a noise as of many people running unbelievers enemies of egypt cried someone ye are singing when we are sunk in suffering and ye are praising the jewess who stops the flow of the nile with her witchcraft woe to you cried another ye are trembling the land of prince ramses death will fall on you and your children we will go but let the jewess come out so that we may tell our wrongs to her let us flee screamed Tuffet whither inquired gideon never said sarah on whose mild face appeared a flush of anger do i not belong to the air before whose face those people all prostrate themselves and before her father and the old woman had regained their senses she all in white had run out on the roof and called to the throng beyond the wall here i am what do ye want of me the uproar was stilled for a moment but again threatening voices were raised be accursed thou strange woman whose sin stops the nile in its overflow a number of stones hurled at random whistled through the air one of them struck sarah's forehead father cried she seizing her head gideon caught her in his arms and bore her from the terrace in the night were visible people in white caps and skirts who climbed over the wall below tafford screamed in a heaven-piercing voice the black slave seized an axe took his place in the doorway, and declared that he would split the head of any man daring to enter. "'Stone that Nubian dog!' cried men from the wall to the crowd of people. But the people became silent all at once, for from the depth of the garden came a man with shaven head. From this man's shoulders depended a panther-skin. "'A prophet! A holy father!' murmured some in the crowd those sitting on the wall began now to spring down from it people of egypt said the priest calmly with what right do ye raise hands on the property of the erpater the unclean jewess dwells here who stops the rise of the nile woe to us misery and famine are hanging over lower egypt people of weak mind or of evil faith said the priest where have ye heard that one woman could stop the will of the gods every year in the month thoth the nile begins to increase and rises till the month choek has it ever happened otherwise though our land has been full at all times of strangers sometimes foreign priests and princes who groaning in captivity and grievous labour might utter the most dreadful curses through sorrow and anger they would have brought on our heads all kinds of misfortune and more than one of them would have given their lives if only the sun would not rise over egypt in the morning or if the nile would not rise when the year began and what came of their prayers either they were not heard in the heavens or foreign gods had no power in presence of the gods of egypt how then is a woman who lives pleasantly among us to cause a misfortune which is beyond the power of our mightiest enemies the holy father speaks truth wise are the words of the prophet said people among the multitude but mesu moses the jewish leader 
brought darkness and death into Egypt, said one voice. Let the man who said that step forth, cried the priest. I challenge him, let him come forward, unless he is an enemy of the Egyptian people. The crowd murmured like a wind from afar, blowing between trees, but no man came forward. I speak truth, continued the priest. Evil men are moving among you like hyenas in a sheepfold. They have no pity on your misery. They urged you to destroy the house of the air and to rebel against the pharaoh. If their vile plan had succeeded and blood had begun to flow from your bosoms, they would have hidden before spares, as they hide now before my challenge. Listen to the prophet. Praise to thee, man of God, cried the people inclining their foreheads. The most pious fell to the earth. Hear me, Egyptian people, in return for your faith in the words of a priest, for your obedience to the pharaoh in the air, for the honor which ye give to a servant of the god, our favor will be shown you. Go to your houses in peace, and even before ye have left this hill, the night will be rising. Oh, may it rise! Go! The greater your faith and piety, the more quickly will ye see the sign of favor. Let us go, let us go. Be blessed, O prophet, thou son of prophets. They began to separate, kissing the robe of the priest. With that, someone shouted, The miracle, the miracle is accomplished. On the tower in Memphis, a light flamed up. The Nile is rising. See, more and more lights. Indeed, a mighty saint spoke to us. May he live through eternity. They turned towards the priest, but he had vanished among shadows. The throng raging a little while earlier, amazed and filled now with gratitude, forgot both its anger and the wonder-walking priest. It was mustered by a wild delight. Men rushed to the bank of the river, on which many lights were burning, and where a great hymn was rising from the assembled people. Be greeted, O Nile, sacred river, which appearest on this country. Thou comest in peace to give life to Egypt. O hidden deity who scutterest darkness, who moistenest the fields to bring food to dumb animals. O thou the precious one, descending from heaven to give drink to the earth. O friend of bread, thou who gladdenest our cottages. Thou art the master of fishes. When thou art in our fields, no bird dares touch the harvest. Thou art the creator of grain and the parent of barley. Thou givest rest to the hands of millions of the unfortunate, and for ages thou securest the sanctuary. At this time the illuminated boat of Ramses sailed from the shore opposite amid songs and outcries. Those very persons who half an hour earlier wished to burst into his villa were falling now on their faces before him, or hurling themselves into the water to kiss the oars and the sides of the boat which was bearing the son of their ruler. Gladsome, surrounded by torches, Ramses, in company with Tutmosis, approached Sarah's dwelling. At sight of him, Gideon said to Tafet, Great is my alarm for my daughter but still greater my wish to avoid Prince Ramses. He sprang over the wall, and amid darkness through gardens and fields, he held on in the direction of Memphis. Be greeted, O beauteous Sarah, cried Tutmosis in the courtyard. 
I hope that thou wilt receive as well for the music which I sent to thee. Sarah appeared with bandaged head on the threshold, leaning on the black slave and her female attendant. What is the meaning of this? cried the astonished Ramses. Terrible things, called out Tafet. Unbelievers attacked thy house. One hurled a stone and struck Sarah. What unbelievers? But those, the Egyptians, explained Tafet. The prince cast a contemptuous glance at her, but rage mustered him straightway. Who struck Sarah? Who threw the stone? shouted he, seizing the arm of the black man. Those from beyond the river, answered the slave. Hey, watchman, cried the prince, foaming at the mouth. Arm all the men in this place for me, and follow that rabble. The black slave seized his axe again. The overseers fell to summoning workmen from the buildings. Some soldiers of the prince's suite grasped their sword-hilts mechanically. By the mercy of Jehovah, what art thou doing? whispered Sarah, as she hung on the neck of Ramses. I wish to avenge thee, answered he. Whoso strikes at what which is mine strikes at me. Tutmosis grew pale and shook his head. Hear me, lord, said he. Will thou discover in the night and in a multitude the men who committed the crime? All one to me. The rabble did it, and the rabble must give answer. No judge will say that, reflected Tutmosis. But thou art to be the highest judge. The prince became thoughtful. Tutmosis continued. Stop. What would the pharaoh, our lord, say to-morrow? And what delight would reign among our foes in the east and the west, if they heard that the heir to the throne, almost at the royal palace, was attacked in the night by his own people? Oh, if my father would give me even half the army, our enemies on all sides of the world would be silent forever, said the prince, stamping on the pavement. Finally, remember the man who hanged himself. Thou wert sorry when an innocent man lost his life. But to-day, is it possible that thou art willing thyself to slay innocent people? Enough, interrupted Ramses in a deep voice. My anger is like a water-jar. Woe to him on whom it falls. Let us enter. The frightened Tutmosis drew back. The prince took Sarah by the hand and went to the terrace. He seated her near the table on which was the unfinished supper, and approaching the light, drew the bandage from her forehead. Ah, cried he, this is not even a wound, it is only a blue spot. He looked at Sarah attentively. I never thought, said he, that thou wouldst have a blue spot. This changed thy face considerably. Then I please thee no longer, whispered Sarah, raising on him great eyes full of fear. Oh, no, this will pass quickly. Then he called to Moses and the black, and commanded to tell him what had happened that evening. He defended us, said Sarah. He stood with an axe in the doorway. Didst thou do that? asked the prince, looking quickly into the eyes of the Nubian. Was I to let strange people break into thy house, lord? Ramses patted him on the curly head. Thou hast acted, said he, like a brave man. I give thee freedom. Tomorrow thou wilt receive a reward, and mayest return to thy own people. The black tottered and rubbed his eyes, the whites of which were shining. Suddenly he dropped on his knees, and cried as he struck the floor with his forehead. Do not put me away, lord. Well, 
replied Ramses, remain with me, but as a free warrior. I need just such men, said he, turning to Tutmosis. He cannot talk like the overseer of the house of books, but he is ready for battle. And again he inquired for details of the attack, when the Nubian told how a priest had approached, and when he related his miracles, the prince seized his own head, exclaiming, I am the most hapless man in old Egypt. Very soon I shall find a priest in my bed even. Whence did he come? Who was he? The black servitor could not explain this, but he said that the priest's action toward the prince and toward Sarah was very friendly, and the attack was directed not by Egyptians, but by people who, the priest said, were enemies of Egypt, and who he challenged to step forward, but they would not. Wonders! Wonders! said Ramses, meditating and throwing himself on a couch. My black slave is a valiant warrior and a man full of judgment. A priest defends a Jewess because she is mine. What a strange priest he is! The Egyptian people who kneel down before the pharaoh's dogs attack the house of the heir-potter under the direction of unknown enemies of Egypt. I myself must look into this. End of chapter 10